With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome back to the New Books and Sports Podcast, a channel on the New Books Network. I'm Bob D'Angelo, and our guest today is Howard Rosenberg, author of Ty Cobb Unleashed, The Definitive Count of the Chastened Racist. Howard, thanks for being with us today. You're very much welcome, Bob. Howard is the author of a very thorough and detailed four-volume set about Cap Anson, Mike Kelly, and 19th century baseball. Um, Howard, give the listener a little bit of background about yourself and your education and, and your interest in sports and history. Well, thank you for the question, Bob. Um, I uh, am a journalist by trade. I uh, started out in Washington, D.C. right after college as a reporter for uh, Jewish newspapers and got to cover you know, the back and forth of Washington, uh, both sides of the story. And I uh, had to be fair to Democrats and Republicans uh, and even on pro-Israel issues uh, to be uh, fair to all the Jewish groups and uh, have a sense of you know getting everybody's uh, point of view in, if you could, uh, although to a point. And then I ended up uh, moving over to a Native American think tank and uh, wrote about uh, or edited things related to Native Americans and opened my eyes a lot more to editing. Uh, it's a thankless job. And then I um, branched out. I took a job that was uh, relatively easy and uh, ended up with a lot of free time and went to the Library of Congress, uh, started going there to see if I could find a subject related to baseball history that would interest me. I was attracted uh, initially by uh, the notion of writing about first baseman. I liked playing first base, even though I'm relatively small uh, growing up. And uh, I figured uh, the first basemen were kind of uh, stereotyped as uh, lumbering, you know, people who just didn't do much uh, uh, as fielders and hit pretty well. And I started researching 19th century for some reason. I thought that 19th century... I'm sorry, I started in 1901, moving into the 20th century. And as I moved into the 20th century, it got relatively boring. Uh, baseball writing, some people like 20th century baseball writing. I thought it was very uh, stale um, to a certain degree as it went on. So I moved back to 1900 and uh, went back toward uh, the start of baseball in 1871. And boom, in 1898, I ran into a player named Cap Anson, who became the first player to have 3,000 hits. He... Uh, turns out to have been a the giant uh, baseball player of the 19th century as far as drawing funny coverage, uh, humorous coverage, uh, criticism, roasts that were you know quite well taken. Uh, the start of baseball history, uh, there was no real rules for how baseball was going to be covered. The writers basically had a field day making little comments about the players, their personalities. Uh, as you may know, Bob, uh, Cap Anson was uh, gruff and uh, quite... Uh, talkative 
in a uh, negative way toward his players, uh, a bit of dis- disciplinarian, but um, quite colorful, and uh, he was captured very well by reporters. And then I branched out. Uh, my first book was about the role of the captain versus the manager. He actually held both roles, and a lot of teams had divided management. So uh, it was quite a clash of who was in control off the field. The manager was, believe it or not, and on the field, the captain was. The captain was more of a leader for uh, running the team during the game. And then um, my second book ended up branching out to a longtime teammate of, of Anson's named Mike King Kelly, who uh, was really the Babe Ruth of the 19th century as far as being uh, colorfully uh, entertaining. He uh, was the most popular player in Boston baseball history, uh, into, like personally popular, uh, into the 1950s based on a book by Harold Kesey, uh, the history of the Boston Braves, who he played for, the National League team, after playing for Chicago. Uh, so I did that. Then he's a book on, uh, these are all books with Cap Anson in the title, Cap Anson 1, 2, 3, and 4. The third book was a book on tricky and dirty play. It's the definitive book on anything that went on in 19th century baseball uh, on certain topics like cutting third base or second base. Second, 